0: Welcome, Welcome to, to the, the Lamppost. All right. So we are back today. Uh, and we're going to do what we did in the first episode, which is ask each other questions that we are unprepared for. So the first question I have for you is it's about music. And mm-hmm. I'm just curious what some of your favorite bands are perhaps over your life. And then what some of your favorite bands are right now and how you think they've influenced your own music or what you like about them.
1: Yeah. Uh, definitely have a lot of influences. Uh, I. I like a wide, ri- a wide range of music, and so growing up, uh, I'd say my influences were whatever my parents were listening to in the car. <laughs> so, my dad it was a lot of funk uh, and like uh, er- Earth, Wind and Fire, and Chicago, and the Doobie Brothers. Uh, kind of like yeah, as like jazzy funk rock um and see my mom there there was uh there's it was, it was more there's definitely a different type of music i remember listening to like enya <laughs> like uh lots of like electronic more spacey music in mm-hmm. high school we were listening to like maroon five in the car a lot and uh jack oh man what's his name the, like the now the guitar player for the Grateful Dead." like uh, oh, John Mayer. Yeah, John Mayer. Mm-hmm. Um, and so since I played saxophone, growing up, loved funk music, in high school, I played in the jazz band. And although I, when, when I got into high school, I started getting pretty into metal. like I definitely had a metal mm. phase. I was really into tool. And uh, like disturbed, <laughs> <laughs> just a funny name. <laughs> um, but at the same time, uh, yeah, I mean, enjoyed not <laughs> not metal. I re- I really liked Ratatat in high school. Oh yeah, um, and then of course Red Hot Chili Peppers. So if I had to say the biggest two influences it would be Red Hot Chili Peppers and Daft Punk, Mm -hmm. which are pretty different. But, uh, yeah, Red Hot Chili Peppers, just the the grooves between John and Flea are just so nice. Yeah. Uh, Love Flea's bass playing and John's uh, guitar playing. And then on the other side... Daft Punk, which I haven't really listened to much recently. Um, I mean, I guess they haven't released any music in like 10 years, but normally that <laughs> doesn't necessarily <laughs> stop me from listening to the same thing over and over again. Um, but something about just the tones they get. I remember when I was learning music, learning to produce music, it didn't hit me like I I it was all about just like the notes and the chords. Mm-hmm. And then I had like some simple synths that were just literally like the most basic sounding sine waves mm-hmm. you could get. And then I then I it just like hit me. I mean, I I loved Daft Punk for a long time before that, but then when I listened to Daft Punk songs, and just like the sounds that they create are just mm-hmm. so amazing.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And and something about yeah, just somehow they can get so much emotion out of electronic music, which some people might think like, "Oh, it's, 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 it's you know, like, or <laughs> right. there's not much like emotion in that necessarily. Like, the timing's perfect. There's not much sway, um, but some that uh, somehow their music just like hits me in a, a very." A very deep level, like a very uh, primal level. (laughs) Mm, Yeah. And so I'm pretty sure I listened to the exact same three songs on their Alive 2007 album. (laughs) Like every day on the way to school for at least a year, probably more. (laughs) Um, So those were the biggest two. Nowadays, I listen to a lot of... I really like Wolfpack. Mm Mm-hmm. If I had to choose a band, I'd say they're probably my favorite band right now.
0: Yeah, I feel like they're the ones you talk the most about.
1: Yeah. They're just such such good musicians and songwriters. Um kind of reminds me of like the Beatles.
0: Mm.
2: Uh,
1: like how, how create creative they are with their songwriting.
0: Yeah, yeah. They are very creative.
1: Um, and I like how they produce their music a lot too. Like it's they just get together in a room and jam and record it. And oftentimes uh, they say they'll get it in the first two or three takes. Mm-hmm. Like they're all such good musicians. They learn all their parts beforehand. Right. Before they've even played it together for the first time. And they'll play it together. And something about the first few times playing a new song, like there's some magic in there. and like There is, yeah. It, there's some creativity. And then once that's something new, and then once you've played it, 10 or 20 times already kind of just like fall back into your own habits a little bit and make it um, yeah, less of your own, I guess, or more of your own less creative. Yeah.
0: It's so interesting how that happens and frustrating because, mm-hmm. <laughs> because right. there's like, I don't know, at least to me, whether it's music or writing uh, or even like painting, it's like, I want to craft something like the idea of crafting something and taking time with it and really, like both feeling where it wants to go, but also like intellectually thinking about it, is so enjoyable. Right. And mm-hmm. there's so many sort of moments along the way that that feel rich and surprising. But then, like sometimes you just can't capture that feeling of the first few tries, even though they're messier. Sometimes, right. yeah. it's it's so it's one of those those constant like battles.
1: Yeah, it's best to, if you can manage to get both of both, best of both worlds of, you know, you, maybe you jam something quickly and mm-hmm. then afterwards you can sculpt it and right uh, actually create a part. Ideally, if you're just good enough, a musician where you can just play whatever you are thinking of it the first time. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, I mean, that's the goal.
0: Right. I also think like one of the things, cause when, like when we paint, I think we sort of do this where it's just layer upon layer. And I think yeah. that sometimes that it's like, even though you're sort of going over it again and again, like you're able to, through that process, get something that's like, feels like something, even though it's, it's hard to articulate. It's like, I always think about it as like the combination of like nature and humanity or like time and, and human, because it's like, mm-hmm. oh, it's I'm having a hard time articulating it, but it's like this. Mm-hmm. It's like you keep doing it and so something begins to emerge in it. And like mm-hmm. the, guy, the goal with painting is that sometime you're able to do the whole canvas at one go. And have it like good, but sometimes you have to do it like 10 times before and they keep scraping away and just like messing it up until you get, until you get something.
1: Right. Well, that's interesting about painting is you can scrape away and like reveal the old layers, which I really, I mean, you show me, I, you show me that I had no idea that was a a way of painting.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And
1: then it's fun.
0: I've wondered if there's a way of doing that in, in music perhaps it'd be like a more experimental song, but a way of like having different takes of a song, but having them be clear different takes. Cause a lot of times you'll do a lot of takes cause you want it to sound like one complete, like perfect right. thing. But what if you actually were to have like these different fragments of takes that were clearly different takes mm-hmm. and didn't fit exactly together, but in the way that they didn't fit together, there was something interesting and moving about that.
1: Yeah, I think you could definitely do that. Um, yeah, it definitely happens all the time with different takes that sound similar and you just like chop the parts that you want. Right. But to, ha- but to have it uh, be... Like sometimes I'll play a part on the piano, like a little supporting part, and then it's like, oh, I want it on the saxophone, so then I'll play on the saxophone. But it would be interesting to like, in the middle of uh like a riff or something like ha- have the piano come back in for like the f- ending of a line or something
0: right oh yeah so, yeah
1: uh, like one of the old versions of the song i mean i some of the songs that i release i have like 15 versions mm-hmm. that i save and you can like go back through each one and listen to how it's progressed so it'd be right. interesting to take parts of the old old uh, versions yeah yeah that would be Yeah, so that was I mean there that was the short answer, I guess. There's there's tons of other many in, influential bands, but um what about uh what about for you?
0: Man, it's tough. So there there's like music I enjoy, and I feel like a lot of times the music I make is different than the bands I actually listen to a lot. Yeah. Or the music I listen to. I would say right now, I mean the music I listen to uh, mostly is like things like Bach or uh, Miles Davis or Tom Waits or um, Arvo Part or um, a lot of this sort of classical music. Some of which is more traditional, but also some that's more experimental and dissonant.
1: Um, Do you listen to it while you're writing?
0: Yeah. So a lot of times when I listen to music, it's, it's when I'm writing. And so a lot of the music I listen to is music. That's like textural and atmospheric and, and like creates a certain mood. And then, so I've been listening to like box cello suites, for example, this week. Um, nice, but then also some other bands I like, like Bonnie, Prince, Billy, uh, I really like Bonnie Vare, I mean, red hot chili peppers, um, Going back to like my childhood, it's, you know, my dad and mom listened to very different music. Also, my dad listened to like the Rolling Stones and the Grateful Dead and Led Zeppelin and Tom Waits. And my mom was more into sort of melodic pop music. So things that had good melodies, like, like she liked the Bee Gees a lot. Uh, she likes like John Denver. Um, a lot of those like sixties and seventies music that has melodies. And I think that like, those are the melodies that when I I think about the songs I try to write, I think they often have elements of those melodies, but then I Mm -hmm. think they also have a, a sort of more experimental feel to them. That's more like sort of the looseness of the Rolling Stones or even more experimental, like, you know, um, Bonnie Prince Billy or um, things like that. So, yeah, I don't know. I think, like, I'm I'm always interested just in influences in general and how they impact us Mm
1: -hmm. and,
0: and, like, what role that plays. I've heard someone say that you need to at least have two influences. (laughs) Because if you have two, then you're not just copying one person. You're synthesizing. And yeah, I think I mean
1: I feel like it's it's impossible not to have more. <laughs> more oh than, yeah, more than
0: yeah. And it seems uh, to just me, to have one. and it seems to me like one goal is to try to like find influences that are very disparate from each other. For sure. And I think that that can really enrich your own art form, whether it's music or writing. I think about yeah, more can, with writing, but
1: yeah you could definitely create some interesting fusions like that. And I'm not, I'm not above any kind of music. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like I will anything I listen to, like I will try to find something that I like about it and that I can take.
0: Yeah, I just think that's, that's like the, the best way to approach something. Mm-hmm. For one thing, I think like trying to actually listen to something or if you're reading or watching a movie, like trying to find out like what's good about it and what it's doing instead of just being like, what do I like or not like about this? That's such a limited way to engage. If you're like, okay, what is it trying to be? And, and like feeling that like, there's been so many writers in particular and poets who the first time I read something they've written, I'll be like, it just doesn't do anything for me. I won't Mm -hmm. even be able to read a poem. I'll just like, I'll just throw the book across the room And then maybe it happens again and again, you know, every like six months, maybe I'll pick the book up and just like open to a random page and countless times at some point, like a year or two years of doing this, I'll start reading it and it'll just be like, wow, this is amazing. Like, this is so good, but it's like, I couldn't see it before. I don't know if it was like I had to go through certain life experiences or more likely I had to just understand and become more open to the formal differences of what they were doing, or right. maybe it was just the mood I was in on the day that I was reading it, because that can really True. impact.
1: Yeah, I mean, no question we're we're just the product of our our influences. Like, I have no shame in saying, like, if I if I hear something that Flea does or any bass player, I will literally just copy it exactly. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And just put it into my own music, like the exact same thing. Yeah. It's like, uh, I mean, that's what, that's what music, that's what, that's how you learn. That's what creativity comes from. Like you learn what other people have done and make it your own and then expand on that.
0: Yeah. I mean, if you listen to some of John Freshante's recent interviews with Rick Rubin, Mm. he is just like this encyclopedic he has this encyclopedic knowledge of music and he's like Rick will ask him about a specific song and then he'll list off all these songs that he was listening to at the time or like for even under the bridge, I can't remember what song he was referencing, but there's a song that has a very similar pattern or, or rhythm to the chorus and he liked it and he just made a slight difference to fit the song. Uh, And so he's always doing that sort of thing. And and it seems to me like everyone is, You, you know, yeah, And I think the other thing I was going to say is, like, for me, movies, particularly like old foreign films or art films, uh, like people like Godard or Antonioni or Tarkovsky or Bergman um, or Fellini, like there's just finding ways to pull in what they're doing into writing or things that I think about a lot too. So trying not just to mm-hmm. pull from the specific art form that you're doing, but trying to pull from other art forms and see how can you find a corollary of that in your own medium.
1: Nice. Yeah, that sounds very interesting.
0: It's like I was just I just watched this movie by Godard this week called Perro le Fou, and it's a really bizarre avant-garde out there movie. Um, and it, there's this very like simple narrative of this guy is just kind of running away with this woman who's like an arms dealer or something. And, but most of like the things you actually see are like in between like big events. You just see them like hanging out on a beach talking or like in an apartment room talking. Like you don't see the big events of life. You just see these like fragments Hmm. that are kind of pieced together in this very frenetic and and jarring way at times. And I think it's so interesting to, it's like an impressionistic painting in some ways. Like he's just capturing these little like fragments of their life. And so you get a sense of what they're going through, but also you have this, like there's just like this odd and very intriguing way of telling the story that I've, I've thought a lot about. How can I do something like that in writing?
1: Yeah, so it's it's on not, not only getting different opinions and influences on writing but just a whole different form of art. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so it's it's like totally different. Yeah. Nice. So um with a new year approaching, today's December 29th. Uh do you have any any thoughts for the new year, anything you want to change?
0: Oh man, I have to say honestly, I have not thought about that at all. Um I think
3: I mean, I would like to continue refining
0: my creative process and refining my uh like discipline. And, uh, just finding ways that I can be, I, I can make progress on, on the project I'm working on. And I think I have, I do have like a certain goal for what I would like to get to by the end of the year. Right now I'm starting the, um, I think it's the 17th Canto or chapter. And I would like to, I mean, if I could do three Chapters this year that would be remarkable (laughs) because it because I I write so slowly. So I I think that that's sort of my main goal is is just continue to make project process um progress progress. (laughs) (laughs) That's the word I'm looking for Mm -hmm. progress on that and um, trying to think if there's anything else. I mean, you know, I I would say that I would like to try to be as present as possible with people, and not think about the future too much, and not try to, you know, just try to be where I am with who I am and and with with whoever's there, and 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 not because what happens to me is like if I'm not writing. All I'm thinking about is writing and how, and and I'm like, I I need to write. Like I want to write. And if I'm not writing, it's just this, I just feel like I'm, I'm letting myself down. And uh, I don't think that that's true. And I don't think it's a good way to be. And so trying to be more peaceful with that process and knowing that I will, like, I'm taking the time to write. And when I'm not writing, I need to be present with whatever it is I'm I'm doing. Um, So I guess, I I guess those, yeah, I hadn't really, so I guess maybe a particular answer is like, no, I haven't, there's nothing in particular I want to change. just minor, minor adjustments. Um, Yeah, maybe more come to me, but I'm, I'm, what about you?
1: Yeah, I generally, uh, similarly, like, don't really do New Year's re- resolutions. Um, I mean, I think it's good to reflect back. And it's a good, I mean, it's as good as time as any to to look back and mm-hmm. see what could be changing. Ideally, you're doing that every day. Right, yeah. Um, but what I think about is... Um, really refining the the morning routine. it's mm. uh, So for me, it's, I think it's extremely important. And since I've, I'm back home uh, in San Diego at my parents' house, like a, a change of scenery just completely throws all. <laughs> it out does. Black. It really <laughs> does. <laughs> like, like I, uh, you know, just wake up and the worst part is sleeping. Or, like, having your phone accessible yeah. right next to your bed. Because I'll just, like, wake up and then just, like, doom scroll.
0: Right. I know. <laughs> I do the same thing. And it's, like, I know I shouldn't.
1: Yeah. Um, it's, like, great. Yeah. The second you wake up, you're just instantly <laughs> looking at a screen. <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's, like, perfect. Yeah. it's nice.
1: So, I mean, I, I, I have a fairly good habit in Argentina to... I like don't sleep near my phone. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'd like to also in the, in the last month or two down there, it was kind of, I was getting more relaxed with that, especially with the time change. I don't really start work until like 10 or 11 AM. So it's like, I have time, mm-hmm. but that, that makes it tougher to be more disciplined because it does. Yeah. It's like, ah, oh, I got this time instead of actually being more productive with that, so that's going to be my focus. I think.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I did remember one thing: is I'd like to meditate each evening or yes. afternoon, just some point after the school day. Mm-hmm. Uh, I started to do that the last like week or two of before winter break, and I found it to be fruitful and not like a long meditation like 10 minutes.
1: Nice. Um I mean that's pretty long honestly.
0: Yeah, I mean that's I guess I guess it is. It it I it's just like taking time to check in. Yeah. And and sort of just like feel cuz you know, I don't know, like sometimes I'll I'll realize that I'm like holding all this tension. And, yeah. And I'm like, wow, like I didn't know I was like all tense. I think, I, I don't think I am a lot of times, but I think that like, it's easy just to sort of like forget that you have a body. <laughs> Absolutely. And then you're like, wow, like I am, I, I don't know, or to not necessarily forget, but to like totally overlook it or to disregard it. And I think trying to like, I've, I've been trying to like be really consistent with my sleep and, and meditation and, and sort of all that.
1: Nice. Yeah, I haven't, there were several years where I was meditating mm-hmm. every day and this year I really haven't, it's kind of left as a habit. I like to think I'm, it, it's turned from being 10 minute meditations to 10 second,
2: mm-hmm. <laughs> ten <Right>. second
1: meditations <laughs> like be, between activities or, uh, you know, just, Checking in frequently and, you know, taking a nice breath
0: Mm -hmm. because
1: you can get, you can get into the same headspace instantly. Right. Um, if you're familiar with it, Mm -hmm. um, but at the same time, uh, I don't think it quite replaces taking a, a bit longer time to right. Yeah. Meditate. Yeah.
0: You know, oh, man, I, so I feel like I have to bring this up because it's just, it's been on my mind all day. It's kind of taking it in a totally different direction. But right. I just think I need to talk about it. So, my partner's friend was in Florida this week with her uh, boyfriend and then her boyfriend's sister and the sister's husband. And they were in a car accident. On December twenty sixth, where details are a bit unclear, but it sounded like they were rare ended or something. And at first, like it sounded like I mean, like my partner's friend is is um, was pretty much unharmed, and I think the the sister's husband was unharmed, but the sister and my partner's friend's boyfriend was uh, were like pretty pretty injured. But it sounded like they were going to be okay. And then today, it sounds like there's a chance like the, the boyfriend might not pull through. Oh my gosh. And it's just like, I don't really know. I don't know the the guy at all. And I don't really know um, his girlfriend, but like, man, I've just been, it's been really um, like messing with me in like this sort yeah. of, like in my, in my like feeling my emotionally, yeah. like in this very, like, strange way. And I'm not sure what it is. I think like, I, I think of course on one level, it's just really sad and I hope he makes it. And it's just, I, I think that that's like a big part of it. I think another part of it is just like, like we've talked about this in regards to like our grandparents. Right. But like when sort of like tragic events, accidents happen and you're just like reminded of the total like just the craziness of life and how like potentially fleeting it can be.
1: Uh, so fragile.
0: So fragile and how just random things seem.
1: Yeah. It's just really Did you, did you know them or or No, no, I don't exactly
0: I don't know. I don't know them at all. But mm-hmm. I mean, you know, I know them tangentially and it's like, I I hear about them, but I think it's just the, the, just the total like shock of like things like that happen.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's so sad. It's
0: so sad. And it's, I think that's a
1: what? And it's, you can't really prepare at all for something like that. Mm -hmm. No, you can't. And I, I, abrupt. It's so
0: abrupt. And it's like one of those things that makes you or me. And I think I feel like a lot of people, maybe everyone, it makes you just feel like, wow, I really have to live each moment to the fullest.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: But then basically the whole day, I just ended up playing video games because I think (laughs) like, (laughs) I think because I was like, like I went to a coffee shop and I was writing a little bit and then I got home and then I was like, I just didn't feel like I could write. So I was like, I'm going to take the recycling out. So I took the recycling and then I got home and I was like, well, I'm just going to play video games for an hour. And it's like then I just played until we started talking. And I think, I think it felt very much like I just needed to like distract myself or just like escape.
1: Yeah. It was an escape for sure.
0: But it's like weird. Cause it also felt like the total, like, so not only was like, I feel like really sad about the whole thing, but then it's like, well, I got to make the most of every moment. But then it's like, wow, this whole afternoon, I just like didn't.
1: Well, I mean, you got to give yourself some slack too. like, I know,
0: (laughs) I think that's the tough thing that how much slack
1: do you give yourself? Like, what are you going to do? Like be productive while you're thinking about this the entire time? Like it's not right. That's true. It's not, it's not going to be productive.
0: Yeah, you might just yeah. You, then you're just sitting there doing nothing, and then yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, it's up to each of us how much slack we cut ourselves. It's
0: uh, yeah. How do you I'd, know, right?
1: I feel like you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like there comes a point where it's like, that's right, that's it's enough. Time. It's it's time. Um, yeah. Well, yeah, there's, yeah, there's the escape and then there's like working through it, mm-hmm. which I think working through it is, can be more productive. Um, although the, the escape can be necessary too. Yeah.
0: Well, and so like, what, how do you think?
1: Like working through it? Would yeah. Be, I mean, essentially talking about it. Right. Um, Sitting with the feelings. Um, I mean, what comes to mind is like the work uh, with. Right. Yeah. Like working. This is the work of Byron Katie, which uh, my mom is a facilitator for and does a lot of work with. uh, With people that essentially it's a, a series of. Four questions that seem and are simple to help explain and work through problems right yeah um and yes, that's true that that's one helpful. way i I remember when but there comes a time to when you're ready to do that too, like I remember when i Ran over my cat. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> uh, but, uh, sorry for laughing. Those people who uh, don't think I should be laughing. I'm just laughing because you're laughing. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, yeah, it was very sad, and I was very sad, and uh, I was, I didn't want to do the work. Like, hmm. I, I wasn't ready to. Like my mom asked me if I wanted to do it like a few hours later after it happened. I was just like, no, <laughs> <laughs> like, I want to feel the, I want to feel the sadness, you know, I want to, right. I want to live in that. I'm not ready just to like be over it.
0: Um, right. Yeah. Cause that is true. I mean, that sadness is a part of life and something that that's worth feeling. And And I think like, you know, maybe when I'm, like the the thing that I, the the way that I think is the, the best to approach these things is to like almost with a sense of curiosity. It's like, wow, this is another thing that you experience while you're on earth. Yeah. And, and it, it, there's something about it that we want to resist because it's like this feeling that's not like comfortable, but underneath that comfort, or if you can get past that sort of discomfort-comfort thing when it comes to feelings, and you can just, like, actually feel the feeling and, like, kind of, like, investigate it,
3: it's just another experience that you have. Yeah. Right. That's the weird thing about emotions, you know? They just
0: they just arise.
1: Yeah, you can't. I mean, they, they, it just comes.
0: And then you just have to, like, sit with it.
1: Yeah, you just feel it?
0: Yeah, just feel it.
1: Definitely don't think it's the right idea to try to ignore or sweep sadness, you know, under the rug. No, definitely not. Um, yeah, I
3: think it's important to feel it entirely.
1: Um. I don't know why the word like uh the gratitude came into mind too just now, just like interesting. Feeling a gratitude. I don't know what for, but just maybe that you're feeling like sadness. Like well, one that you're alive. Right, yeah. Um, but that's, I mean, you could say about anything. Um, yeah, I'm not sure. It's like some, there's some kind of love within sadness too.
0: Right. No, you're right. And I think gratitude is the, I think that like my reaction to that is that it sounds right. Like that is the correct orientation
3: toward, toward any emotion. I think. Yeah. 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 Hmm. Yeah. How strange it is that we're
0: all just, you know, everyone's just walking around feeling things. (laughs) Yeah. And then, you know, reacting to those feelings in some way. Um, I feel like this all kind of gets to a question I was going to ask you. Um, because I think like underneath all this is like there's certain, or at least there's like a, a spiritual perspective to take on all this. And I was curious, uh, like what your most profound spiritual experience has been, or if any come to mind
3: when I ask that. Yeah. Um,
1: so, One of them, for sure, was I was in college. Um, My mom gave me this book, A Course in Miracles. Mm -hmm. And I remember it was pretty late. It was like midnight. And I just did not, I just felt this like uneasiness for some reason. Like, I, I wasn't tired. I was just kind of uneasy and uncomfortable
2: mm-hmm.
1: and I started reading just a course in miracles and I w- did not like understand at all what I was reading <laughs> Like <laughs> I was just like reading it the words mm-hmm. themselves and and then I kind of just felt like this energy within me and my I felt like my just my head got super heavy mm-hmm And, um, it was just an an incredible, just rush of energy. Mm -hmm. And I remember in my mind's eye, uh, I was, I mean, I saw my, like my own body in my mind's eye, just like resting on the bed, Mm -hmm. whether or not it was, uh, an out of body experience is, uh, (laughs) can be debated, (laughs) Um, But yeah, what I saw was like my body, like I felt like I was just hovering a few, like I felt like my energy within my body and my physical body were just like misaligned, like they didn't like Hmm. line up right.
0: Interesting. Yeah, I I can imagine that.
1: And it was just an incredible amount of love and oneness, uh, Hmm. completely timeless that I felt. And this probably wasn't the case, but I felt like I had to, deci- I was making a decision right there, like to die or not. <laughs> like, I had <laughs> wow. so much energy. Like I was like, if I keep going, this this, I'm not, I'm like, I'm going to die. I'm not going to make it. Wow. And so, so after, I don't know how long it lasted, probably not very long at all, like 10 to 20 seconds. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I got fearful mm. and, uh, yeah, like the experience kind of just like winded down. Wow. A- and, uh, yeah, it was pretty, it was scary. Like I, uh, wrote about it in my journal. I, I'm actually not sure where that page went. I like tore it out of my journal for some reason. You did? It went. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Why? I don't know. <laughs> interesting. That's, that's very Interesting.
1: I I was, I think I like tore it out so I could save it because <laughs> I, I was going to take my journal other places and I like didn't want to lose it. And then right. uh, I lost it.
0: Uh, the worst idea um, ever. <laughs> <no>.
1: <laughs> um Yeah. Like, like, I called my mom and luckily she was, I, I guess she, she told me that uh, she had turned, left her phone on, like not silence that night, like, only like for some reason she really? just left her phone not muted yeah wow um that that comes to mind uh i mean there there've been a good amount um definitely at the monroe institute and more in the aftermath of the monroe institute mhm um I mean, definitely there, it wasn't specifically during the meditations. Modern Art Institute is uh, this retreat in Virginia where it's like a four or, f- or like a five-day program of several meditations per day. And so you do a, a meditation and then you talk about it and afterwards. And just like hanging out with a bunch of people that are all kind of just exploring they just feel like explorers basically you're just mm-hmm. exploring the mind and um after you know i i like went on after one conversation in particular like i had a similar just so much energy and i just like went for a walk at midnight and just like you know screamed at the moon and <laughs> <laughs> stuff like that <laughs> Uh, uh but then c- it was most notable coming back after after one of the cheats where I mean I felt like I was on drugs. Like I like I was a liability on the like driving on the road. <laughs> Cause like I i could not like we'd have I remember we went to lunch one time with the family and I could not Tell you at all, like how long we had been there. Like it, wow. It was like, yeah. So those are a couple. I haven't had anything that intense in the last few years. Mm-hmm. Um,
3: but yeah, yeah.
0: I wonder, like what, like what does it mean? <laughs> Like, what do you make of it? Do you just, do you just view it as being a profound experience and, and like, it's definitely been formative for you, but Mm -hmm. like, can you, do you, do you extrapolate some conception of the universe from it? Or do you just view it as this sort of very profound experience that you're not sure what to make of other than like, that you had those feelings?
1: Yeah. More the, the latter. Like I, I don't try to. I'm not trying to explain it. Mm -hmm. I'm, I mean, it's cool that that kind of experience is possible. Right. Yeah. And I'm not, I mean, whether it means there's something more or not, I don't know. Yeah. But it's, I mean, it's, it's cool to explore and to, I mean, it's just a, it's just an exciting world, I guess.
3: Yeah,
0: it's just another, another really special feeling.
1: That yeah, you, that you well, can have. Yeah, and I mean, at these meditation retreats, there are some wild theories. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: right, right. Which, which is fun to entertain and like to talk about people and like, you know, people that are constantly out of body and running around and like,
0: (laughs) right. It's, it's interesting Uh, that like humans have this. I mean, I think I, I have this desire to like, you have an experience and then you want to explain it and like understand (laughs) what it means. But it seems like as soon as you try to explain it or -hmm. even put it into words, like you, you've lost some of it or, or you just can't do it.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'd say it's unlikely that you're going to be exactly right. Yeah. Uh, that doesn't mean you shouldn't try to. I mean, I don't think there's anything wrong with trying to explain it. I mean, maybe maybe it's good and you can help other people, uh, you know, that haven't had that kind of experience.
0: Right. And perhaps you can have another experience like it through thinking about it and and trying to understand
1: it. Right. Next time when I come with that, it feels like I have that question of like, do I want to experience this fully and possibly die? Like, I, I feel like I don't have the fear any that fear anymore of dying. Like next time I'll be like, yeah, let's let's go for this ride. <laughs> end up. Wow! Really? Uh, yeah. Wow. I, I I really don't think I would die. I'm right. I, I think I'm that fairly. Fairly positive about that,
0: right? I think that that's probably um, true. But the fact that you'd be willing just to totally let go—like, I would like to think I would, but, but I don't know. I think, I think I might be too afraid.
1: Yeah, I don't know either. It's kind of like one of those things where it's like you're having a cool experience and then you have the thought like oh i'm having a cool experience (laughs) (laughs) and
0: that's when it ends